0: or go to anchor.fm to get started.
1: On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space,
0: going through someone's phone is an indicator of a lack of trust, right? And to me, if our goal is to operate from our higher place, our higher self, instead of going through the phone, we will ask,
1: today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation inspiration or a fresh perspective if you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track also we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit CultivatingHerspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab.
0: Welcome to Cultivating Herspace, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you.
1: We're your hosts,
0: Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist,
1: and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Terry here from Cultivating Her Space. Are you tired of working hard for your money? Do you want your business to run smoothly when you're out of office? If you want to learn how to automate your business cash flow and increase your impact and influence, join me for my free workshop at brandwithterry.com. Again, that's brandwithterry.com. My name is spelled T E R R I. Hope to see you there, lady.
0: All right. Our quote of the day. One of the saddest things to realize. Is that certain people are just not who they used to be. That people you once considered best friends are now, at best, strangers. Okay, T, that quote. I read it in the tone that I was feeling it. Mm. Like it felt sad, right? Like it
2: felt like damn, man damn. Mm-hmm. What came up for you when you heard it though? What came up for me was damn.
1: <laughs> like you just <laughs> said, damn, because Dom, I don't know about you. I am working on this, but I have historically been a sucker for nostalgia. Like, I could reconnect with someone that I was in like third grade with, and I'll just be so excited. Like, oh my gosh, remember third grade when we used to eat Skittles and like we used to, you know what I mean, watch movies in classes? I just get so excited because of the history that sometimes when friendships have run their course or people are behaving in a way in which we're no longer compatible to be in each other's lives. It is often a pretty sad experience for me. Like there's some grieving that's involved. Like as much as people be like, you know, oh, I'll be cutting people off and you know, it's, it's like nothing. It, it It's impactful to me. Like it really does have an impact on me and the way that I feel. It is sad.
0: Yeah. It is, it is, you know, and I think about friendships that have ended and, where we've had convert we've had conversations about it ending, and then I think about friendships that naturally kind of dissolve mm-hmm. over time, and there wasn't necessarily like a conversation around it ending. We just naturally just grew apart, and like it went from talking every day to talking once a month to three months to once a year or twice a year to not talking at all. Yeah. And it just naturally kind of evolved in that way. And so I, you know, I think about giving myself space to allow that to happen, right. Or to, to mm-hmm. giving myself space to honor any feelings that may come up around that. Right. Like once there's the recognition that, Oh, One, this friendship is not what it used to be. And two, oh, wait, it's not existing anymore at all. Mm -hmm. And so just giving myself space to like honor that, I think is important. Yeah,
1: Yeah. It's, it's tough, girl. I'm thinking of a few situations right now. There's one that's there's a friend who's actually going through this currently. And I feel so bad for that friend because they don't have a lot of close people that are like in their circle. And they're experiencing this. And, you know, something recently that happened, they reached out to the friend for an anniversary and they kind of like, you know, went all out. They haven't talked in a while. And the friend didn't even, the friend air quotes, didn't even respond. And it's like, y'all have this history and they didn't even acknowledge your message at all. Like that that's kind of, that sucks, you know? But I think about my personal experience, I have a friend where we've had so many like intimate conversations. We've had you know, vacations together. and We've had these, what I thought was a good friendship. And I had experienced a lot of like adversity at at this particular season in life. And we kind of fell off. And then when I, you know, when I kind of came up for air and I was like, okay, I'm kind of back in a, in a good space. I tried to reach out and it was just weird. You ever get that vibe and you're like, "Mm,
0: yep. Something's something's changed. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And so I waited for a little bit. I was like, should I say something? Maybe I should. Like, it was really weighing on my heart. So I was like, let me go ahead and just let me be an adult. I'm trying to work on you know, developing emotional intelligence. And so I, you know, reached out and scheduled a call with a person, we'll call her Monique. And when I was chatting with Monique, like, I just had discomfort in my stomach. Like, it was just, it, I was asking about like, hey, you know, I miss our interaction. Like, I miss us chatting. What shit, like, did anything shift? Because I felt a shift around this time. And Monique was just so adamant about nothing changing and was saying how she had relocated. And I was like, damn, you done moved from around the corner? Like, you know what I mean? You done moved from down the street. And I didn't even know. Like, it was just really odd. And so I had to go through a sort of grieving process and. Realized that this relationship has changed, which is very difficult for me down when there's no closure. Like, there was no fallout. There was like nothing happened that I was aware of. And they even asked about it, but it was like, apparently you are moving on. And that's unfortunate because I thought we were cool,
2: but yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, as I listen to that, I think about like each person's perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And I think about like, so from your perspective, you were going through something. And you weren't able to be fully present, right? You weren't able, and I say be mm-hmm. able to be fully present in in terms of you weren't showing up how you would normally show up in the friendship, like what she was used to. Mm-hmm. And then when you came up for air and you reached out, the response kind of it didn't match what you experienced. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't an acknowledgement that there was a shift, but yet This friend had major things happen and didn't communicate it with you. Right. So to me, that's an indication of, well, yeah, she noticed it. Like she noticed it and she felt it, but she may not have been in the space to communicate that with you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what makes it hard when there's a change in the friendship. And that makes it hard in communication in general, right? When one person is there to name it, name what's happening and wants to engage in a dialogue around it. And the other person is not there for that. For Mm -hmm. whatever reason, right? They're in denial of or unwilling to name it and have a conversation around it.
2: For sure.
1: Yeah, that is definitely difficult. But we're going to dive into that today, lady. So you may have experienced something similar. I know that this is an important conversation in my opinion, Don, because we are complex as human beings and people also change. And one thing that I'm constantly trying to remember and remind myself is that everyone is dealing with their own life drama, right? Or like sometimes, you know, their own just situations going on and their expression and how they're showing up, it impacts us. So the question is, how do we deal? Because me personally, I don't like to be triggered constantly by someone else's actions. Like if there's any triggering that's going on, I want it to be because of me. Like I decided to be triggered by this. I guess you could say that someone can decide either way, but I want it to be me acting in a certain way because of a decision that I've made to act a certain way. I don't want someone to do something. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm triggered. Because that if that's the case, we'll be super fickle, just going kind of going with the wind, right? And I want to be a bit more stable in the way that I show up in my expression. Right. It's just like a personal goal that I have. And so I guess we should just kind of dive into the conversation around how do we respond when people start acting funny?
0: Child, listen, let's be real. Okay. <laughs> let's be real. Because when we think about it, like I go I go back to what you said about Being aware of how you show up. Right. And so you said that you want to be in a space where you are stable and you show up from a place of being centered and awareness and with consideration for not just yourself, but for the other person. If we're being honest, sometimes that's not where we're coming from. Right. Sometimes we may be operating from a space of hurt and not wanting to acknowledge that hurt. So we're in a space of, well, I'm hurt. I'm going to hurt back. Right. Or maybe we're in a space of. You know what? And this is still from a space of hurt. If we're being you know, if I really think about it and dig deep in it. But I'm just going to be petty. And so I think, you know, as we talk about how things show up for us instances in which people may be acting funny with us, I just want us to acknowledge that there is a range of ways in which we may respond.
1: Yes, there are indeed, right? We can be, sometimes we we go back, we go into our toxic response, right? Because I think many of us, I know I do, got a little bit of toxicity up in there, Right. We're not refined 100% and then some of us have more of a cultivated response, right? Our adults, I want to say the response that our higher self would encourage us to have. So Dom, let's go ahead and dive into these scenarios. I'm going to read off the first scenario, lady, and then we'll just talk about, yeah, like how would you respond to this? And lady, think about your own situations and how this kind of fits in with these various scenarios. Okay, Dom, so here's the first one. My FWB or friends with benefits and I are getting serious, but we aren't quite official. We spend just about every weekend together and text daily, but recently he told me that he had a short notice trip that he had and he had to go back home to help his little cousin move. I've never heard of this little cousin, which is a little odd, I'm assuming because you probably know each other's families and whatnot, and I noticed that he didn't FaceTime me while he was away for the weekend. And somebody say, "Mm." hmm? Hmm. All right. All right, here's the kicker. I went through his phone the next time we hung out, and it's evident that he was hanging out with a girl he told me had a big crush on him in college. WTF.
0: Okay. There's a lot.
1: There's a lot. And I think there's definitely people are acting funny. Yes. People changing up. They acting they're acting they inconsistent. We got some sneaky links going on. People are inconsistent. Like, Dom, what feelings do you think are in the mix here?
0: There's a lot in the mix there. <laughs> so there's, some, there's multiple points that I want to address. Okay, wait, let me, let me we got figure time, out girl. where to start. So yes. I think in terms of the feelings, the thing that immediately comes up for me in terms of when you suspect someone is acting funny, listen to your instincts. Mm. Your gut is telling you something ain't right. And you know why your gut is telling you this, right? Because there's things, like, as it was pointed out, there were things, changes in that person's behavior that you took notice of, which is important, right? Now, those changes in behavior sometimes don't mean anything, right? That could just be pure coincidence. but if your your instincts your gut your spidey senses whatever you whatever you name it is giving you indication that
2: something is off then
0: to me we got to speak on it if we're operating from our higher self right like yeah. so operating from our higher self We're going to speak on it. We're going to say to our partner, hey, here's something that I noticed. I noticed that we FaceTime every day. However, you're on this trip and we haven't FaceTimed at all. Can I
2: point
1: something out really quick, Dom? I just want to acknowledge the fact that in any instance, if there's a shift in someone's behavior, approaching them and ha- and like initiating a, I want to say productive conversation. Cause you could just snap and go all out. Right? right. And that's like a different type of energy. But if you have a conversation like the one that you're posing, Dom, there's a great degree of vulnerability. Yes. That's, that's required to do that. Like you're really putting yourself out yeah. there. And I personally think it's commendable. I, I mean, I was talking to someone the other day, Dom, and they had shared with me that they were going through something and they said, yeah, that person really hurt my feelings. And that, that's like, that is, it takes a lot to say that for a lot of people, for some people. You know what I mean? It does. Like you are really opening up. And so I love the fact that you pointed that out. That is our refined higher self response. So that's the first part you said it's to have a conversation. What else?
0: So you're going to have a conversation, and the conversation, like you said, that does require a level of vulnerability, right? Because what that vulnerability is communicate indirectly communicating to the other person is that you care. That you have feelings in this, that you are invested in this relationship, right? And if you are in a space where you're taking things from friends with benefits to a more committed relationship, that level of vulnerability can be scary, right? Mm -hmm. But if we are operating, it sounds like this is kind of the space where this person was at. If we're operating from a lower vibrational space, And perhaps maybe our petty self, right, or our insecure self. Either way, we're operating from a lower space. When we see that person again, we go through their phone. And lady, I know as you're listening, there might be several of you that are like, Dr. Dom, I go through phones all the time. I hear you, sis. I hear you. But
1: we done been there done that. <laughs> but
0: you know I want to name it as it is, right? Going through someone's phone is an indicator of a lack of trust. Right? And to me, if our goal is to operate from our higher place, our higher self, instead of going through the phone, we will ask
1: Tom, I got a couple questions for you. Okay. So number one, when you say that it's a lack of trust, when you go through someone's phone, do you think that that could be a lack of trust on you having a lack of trust in your partner or, and, or potentially having a lack of trust in your own self? Like maybe this is a situation where maybe the woman who is going through this situation, maybe she, really got her own sneaky link and she's like linking up with her other FWB, her other side do. And she's like, Oh, I'm going to check on him. Cause I know I'm doing some dirt. Ooh. So I'm going to check on him. Like, is there, is it, are you saying that it, it could, could be, be both ways, could be there? Both
0: ways okay. right? But, but the thing is, is yeah. you want to check in with yourself about why you are engaging in the behavior that you're engaging. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying I'm going to go through his phone because, yeah. Things were a little off. He was acting funny while he was out of town. And Mm -hmm. my spidey senses say something ain't right. Yeah. Our higher self would have a conversation about it, right? Now, it could be that our spidey senses are up because, like you pointed out, our spidey senses might be a little off because we are the ones engaging in funny behavior.
2: Mhm. Right?
0: So really it's an indication to check in with ourselves.
1: Yeah. The last thing I want to say about this scenario Dom is that I think that if we were to take out the last part and let's say she didn't go through the phone, I feel like she could have had the conversation like you said, and if she still felt like something was off, lady, listen to your body. Like our bodies don't lie. And when you get those feelings, it's like you may not know what it is, but I believe that if you feel the feeling there's something there and if you I'm this may be woo woo for you, but I'm like down to pray and meditate and ask the universe, God to reveal it to me. Like, okay, can you reveal what's going on here? Yes. The thing is when we get the revelation, what you gonna do about right. it? Like, are we just getting the revelation to get it or are we gonna make a decision once the revelation comes, right? Because we deserve better than this funny feeling that we that we're getting from this person. Yes. All right. So down. let's go on to the next scenario here. Okay. All right, so my sister is the last one to be partnered. And to make a long story short, she had a hot girl decade, okay? Lots of partners, traveling, living her best life. She met a new guy and seemed to be really excited about him. And when we caught up, she told me that she could see him being the one. And she could even see them having kids, et cetera, all that. We FaceTime each other almost daily. And the last few times I asked about her new boo, She got super defensive and basically told me to mind my damn business. And it came off really rude. The crazy thing is, she texted me today telling me that they're going to Jamaica in a month. Am I missing something? That is
0: a little interesting. She ain't missing nothing. She's right on it. Like, she sees it. She knows her sister. And she recognizes that her sister, the behavior isn't matching up. So. She's not missing the fact that there is something awry that some that her sister's acting funny. Like, she's not missing that. What may be missing is the actual information of why she's acting funny, right? To me, when I hear this, I think of, well, the sister's in an unhealthy relationship. Like, what automatically okay. comes up for me is... The sister is in an unhealthy relationship and that's why she doesn't want to share what's going on. That's why she's being evasive. Mm -hmm. Typically, when someone is being evasive about their relationship after they just spent like the initial part gushing over like they were in that honeymoon phase and they were just gushing Mm -hmm. over this person. And then they shift to being evasive. Either one, it's an unhealthy relationship. And to me, you know, we don't want to jump to extreme conclusions. But to me, the extreme conclusion is this is a warning sign or a red flag or the start of an abusive Mm -hmm. relationship. So, again, I come back to. We get the sense that something is awry. Let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. So this is my sister. I'll go to her and I'll say, "Sis, what's going on? I'm concerned. I initially you were sharing everything about what was happening in this relationship. Now all of a sudden, like you're going to Jamaica, and but you don't want to share anything. So what's up?"
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and give them an opportunity to share because it could also be that maybe they're in a space where they don't want to share out all of what's happening in their relationship anymore right so mm-hmm.
2: sometimes
0: what what happens when we're in a healthy dynamic and we're trying to build a solid foundation with someone we start to keep things between the two of us So that we're not being heavily influenced by the outside. Yes. So there's room for possibilities of things that could be happening. But we won't know for sure unless we ask.
1: Right. I love that you pointed out both perspectives, Dom, not just like one side of that coin, but it could be a healthy relationship. And it's like, I want to protect what we have because I know that my sister who's asking She'd be all nosy and she'd be telling my mom and other sisters and brothers or cousins our business. It could be something like that too. I guess the other thing that came up for me as we were kind of diving into this was if this is a theme for this sister, like, is she constantly like sharing? And then she's like, mind your damn business. And there's like a theme there because I think that if that's the case, a conversation would be good. But then the other sister who said, Am I missing something? She may need to sort of shift her behavior and no longer inquire about you know, certain aspects of her sister's life if she's going to respond that way. That's what came up for me.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That it could be that mm-hmm. the sister is being, is being too nosy, right? Or being inquisitive, yeah, however yeah. we choose to view it, right? right? Exactly. we're Being real, that's what the other sister's going to say, right? You being nosy. And so <laughs> like, I think about like sister dynamics, right? Like that's, what's really going to be yes. said, right? Exactly. It's not going to be, oh, since you being inquisitive, it's going to be, no, you in my business. Why are you being so nosy? <laughs> right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like, I feel like I had a flashback <laughs> just now to conversations with my sisters, <laughs> like, yes. you know, and, and the reality is you're right. Like picking up on the pattern and, but it goes back to a conversation between the sisters, right?
1: Yes, for sure. And the one thing I want to say before we move on to the next scenario is, I think that it's important to also realize in this situation, you asking someone a question and them change like their behavior changing. Sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with you. Like it, it could be that, like you said, the sister could be going through a rough patch with that boo, and so she's like, I don't even want to talk about his ass. Like, and now I'm taking my frustration out on my sister who's asking me. Right? right. It's not even it has nothing to do with her, but it's. My situation. All right. So now we're going to move on to the next scenario here. And it says, One of my work friends who I used to get lunch with a few times a week has been hanging out with a new girl at work. And it feels like she's distancing herself from me after a recent conversation. I was explaining a concept to her that we learned at work. And she got really irritated and said something like, You don't have to say that shit like I'm slow just because I didn't go to college like you. Okay. I was literally like, okay, in my head. And then I apologized. Now, every time I ask about getting lunch, she has an excuse. And I'm really confused because she seems to have time for the new girl. Really weird.
2: What's going on? (laughs) So
0: it feels obvious to me that this is a scenario that's not necessarily at least a small snippet of it is not about the person, right? It's about the work friend. And I say it's a snippet because there could be a larger dynamic that they have where our writer is contributing a bigger role in that dynamic, right? So that's why I'm saying I want to be clear that it's just, I'm focusing just on this particular snippet. So in this particular snippet, it's not about our writer. It's about their work friend. That work friend is hella insecure. And there's nothing that our writer can do about that. They can't give work friend a degree. There's nothing that they can do to change that dynamic, right? Or to change work friend's feelings of insecurity. It seems to me that the work friend is reacting out of hurt and doesn't want to communicate their hurt, right? So, our writer said something. This is an instance of intent versus impact. So, the intent from our writer's perspective was to share some new information with her work friend. The impact was that the work friend felt insulted. Mm -hmm. And so they lashed out with their words. And then they pulled back from the relationship in an effort to protect themselves, which I don't blame Mm -hmm. them, right? Like we are all as human beings, we are all wired to protect ourselves. And so even though our writer apologized, which was the right thing to do. Even though our writer apologized, the work friend needs time and space it sounds like.
2: Yeah. Now work
0: friend isn't necessarily responded to it well in terms of when our writer went and tried to reach out and approach address, okay, we've had a rupture here. Can we fix it? work friend does not seem to be in a place where they want to fix the rupture.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of hard to move forward with someone when you want to fix it and they don't, right? right? And it's Again, it kind of goes back to the quote of the day. It, it can be sad when you're like, damn, I, I actually valued our, our little lunch dates and the conversations we had and all that. And it's like, your hurt won't let you move past this incident so that we can kind of get back to where we were because there's been a big shift with you. I don't know, Don, I think that you know having these conversations it takes a lot of maturity a lot of growth a lot of vulnerability i know my communication skills have grown leaps and bounds from where they were like in adulthood yeah. and i remember at one point like just shutting down and cutting people off like not having the conversation that was the way that i protected myself yeah. and now when it comes to where i am i value as hard as as it is i value having the conversations going through my you know what i've learned in my conflict resolution program and like using my tools to really articulate how I feel. And oftentimes I feel so sensitive. I feel yes. so seen. I feel so naked sometimes, yes. but I think that there should be pride and courage and standing in how you feel. Like if someone hurts your feelings, letting them know that is important. And anyone that's going to be on the receiving end of that conversation. And if they want to say, Oh, you too sensitive or stop being a bitch. Right. Cause I know I know I've said that to people before and I know that people have said it to me before and in, in a past life, y'all, this, this has happened, you know, not in the recent years, but it's happened, yeah. right? It's, it's part of my story. It's happened. And I think we have to normalize people having feelings Yes, and normalize not telling people that you're too sensitive because now you're saying that this, the way that someone feels is basically invalid. Like when we, when we break that down, Don, that that's pretty bizarre to say to someone like, oh, you're being too sensitive, but,
0: but these are my feelings. Right. Like. Right? I- My feelings are my feelings. I am entitled to my feelings, just like you are entitled to your feelings. Sometimes our feelings might not be in alignment and that Mm -hmm. is okay. But I'm with you that it is hard to be that vulnerable and put yourself in that position to say, you hurt my feelings. Or what you said made me angry or like just naming what the feeling might be. Right. Which is why I say like there's a spectrum of responses and sometimes our response might be to go petty. Right. And petty really means passive aggressive.
1: Passive aggressive. yeah. And
0: if we're going to operate from our higher self, we want to operate from an assertive space. Yeah. So, you know, we have some tips.
1: We got some tips, girl. And they juicy. I want to dive into them so bad, Dom, but I know that we are going to move the rest of this conversation onto the after show. So, lady, visit herspacepodcast.com. Click on Wisdom Wednesday with Terry Patreon. That'll take you over to the after show. Or you can tune in right here in-app if you're listening to Spotify or if you're listening on Spotify or if you're listening on Apple iTunes. You can tune in there. And for any of you that are interested in a conversation on how to manage conflict, we have a bomb-ass episode where you get to see Dom and I and our acting skills. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. It's so, it's so bad, y'all. Just, just it's, it's bad. The tips are good, but our acting is like, nah. We didn't go to acting school. Nah, we didn't go to acting school. It's season two, episode four, and it's called Our First Fight, Tips to Manage Conflict for the Non-Confrontational Woman. All right. So go ahead and check out the after show so we can dive into these juicy tips on how to respond when people start acting funny.
0: Hey, lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, visit CultivatingHerSpace.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the Start Here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, Please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider.
1: If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website cultivatingherspace.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I am doing the best I can with
2: the understanding, knowledge, and awareness I have at this moment.